Hey there, this is Tristan Slade Mitchell, and I'm a Canadian free thought advocate on a mission to get people's thoughts provoked. As host, I'm going to give you my uncensored contemporary worldview to shine light on new perspectives regarding modern debates and issues. I'd like to welcome you to the Slade side and take you on a journey to see the world through another's eyes. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at tarantism.tristan. That's T-A-R-A-N-T-I-S-M dot Tristan. So we talked about the value of values and the importance of being attentive to who we are and who we surround ourselves with. And these are important things, um, but one quality of anybody that lives a healthy lifestyle that I really want to dive into is balance. And this idea is something that I think I came to understand at a fairly young age, and I'm pretty grateful for that. But it's something that I think anybody of any age should use as a tool to not only maximize time, but to get the best enjoyment out of life. Too much of anything is a bad use of time. And in the last episode, we got really in depth with the fact that our time and our life is so valuable and not that it's extremely short, but it is short and we only live once and today is the only time that we live this today. So to get the most out of it, I find that balance amongst the different ways that we spend our time and finding moderation is key. Moderation is best is something that my father definitely told me a lot when I was younger and I'm really happy that I've come to fully comprehend it now, Um, especially going through high school. Um, I always laughed. People would go out every single weekend and party like crazy. And trust me, don't get me wrong, I knew how to party and I knew how to have a good time. I mean, there's videos of me on bar tables in Peru going wild. I definitely love partying, um, but I think that in school, I always also had priorities elsewhere. It's not that I didn't have a social life during school and it's not that I didn't have fun and it's not that I didn't go to those parties, I did. But I also had so many other things going on at the same time. Equally, though, hard work isn't always good work. Hard work is necessary, and I have the utmost respect for people who work hard to achieve something, to be their best selves. Um, But if you work hard, you're not achieving something. You're overworking. You're not completing a goal of some sort. You're not working to attain something And you're not really happy at the same time where you are in life and you're forgetting to enjoy the little things, that's when a reevaluation needs to be made. That's when you need to think about how you're weighing things out. And we're going to talk about weighing things out in a moment. But I want to touch on the fact that a good mindset is pivotal to grow ourselves to be wiser and to be stronger. And just as sometimes doing nothing in a day is just as good as doing a full day checking off lots of things on a list, our brains work in a very mysterious way which requires it to engage in something but also take a break. Um, Let's get into a skill that I used when I taught English to kindergarten students. After learning a couple new words or working on a worksheet, uh, we would play games like Simon Says. 
um, or get their bodies moving, doing breathing exercises, occasionally whip out some coloring books and just engage their moving, more creative side instead of constantly focusing on the academic portion of it. Even as adults, we need to go on walks and smell the flowers. Simple activities and relaxation don't only give the mind a break, but it gets our mind thinking in different ways. Stresses of life kill our creativity. I was just watching a TED Talk recently uh, in which they gave a bunch of tasks to different people and they measured out when the people worked on the task. And interestingly enough, the people who started really far in advance and the people who waited till the last minute of the deadline, both of them had the lowest level of creativity. But it was the people who in between, they didn't put complete every minute working on the project, but also took time to themselves and prioritized other things that actually were the most creative. I find even when I learn languages, I really want to become a polyglot. And of course, to be a good linguist, you have to put in the hours of study. However, if you constantly, day in, day out, hour after hour, bury your heads in the books, trying to learn vocabulary, your brain doesn't actually memorize it as well as doing studying, playing some fun games with the words, and then completely doing something else that is totally unrelated to the activity. I don't know why this is, but meditation, boxing, yoga, music, cooking, anything that gets the brain off of the work mode and into the enjoy mode, the hobby mode, it helps us actually shine light on new perspectives. It helps our brain stay spongy and be able to absorb more information. Actually, this is very similar to how the body muscles work. Um, What I learned when I was a kickbox fitness trainer and had the opportunity to work alongside and learn from people who have, you know, been fitness trainers and have studied kinesiology, you need to obviously work out to be a bodybuilder. This is obvious to, you know, work every muscle and isolate the different muscles. You have to work out and do different exercises. But it's not the actual workout and the tearing of the muscle that grows the muscle. It's the rest period when the muscle has time to rebuild itself with the proper nutrition, the proteins, the amino acids. That's when the muscles actually grow. And the brain works similar to this. Um, I don't really know the science of it, and I'm not going to be a a seolist on, uh, I don't even think I'm pronouncing that word right. Um, But I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly how the brain works. I don't. But what I do know and what I've read and studies have shown that the mind should not be constantly occupied on one thing. It needs to be balanced in different ways. And when you balance the way your mind works, just like taking the rest for your body muscles, you actually can engage your cognitive learning abilities at a much higher rate than you would if you just constantly were studying hours on end, doing the same things all the time. A balanced mindset, a balanced lifestyle formulates a happy soul. I want to move into happiness for a moment um, because one thing that I think about when I think when I worked in fitness was goals and what people wanted to attain. 
you would hear thin people wanting to get bigger, stronger, grow muscle, put on weight, and then you'd hear bigger people wanting to cut down and be smaller. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having goals nor wanting to pursue better, but I think you have to balance out aspiration with appreciation. Love and appreciate for who you are in the now and what you have now. We can't get stuck on this idea. Talked about it before. I call it like destination delusion, where we think if I am there, if I look like that, if I have that, if I do that, if I'm with this person, if I have these things, then I am going to be happy. You can hope you're going to be satisfied. But frankly, the truth is, you don't know how you would feel in that position. You don't know what it's gonna like to, be, what it's gonna be like to be in that position. So you can't say, "Oh, if I had that, if I was there, then everything would be solved." I think it's uh, yeah, it's Jim Carrey who has the quote, and I don't know it word for word, but it's along the lines of, "I wish everybody could get rich and famous to see that it's not the answer." Um, you know. Watching my sister and kids my generation, I, I mean, even in the past with, you know, rock and roll and stuff, everybody saw the crazy luxury lifestyles that superstars live and they have all the money at their feet and all the fame they could ever, you know, dream of. And yet those people, and I've met plenty of well-off um I've met famous people, I've met people who have things that even I to this day kind of wish I had don't measure to the happiness and the contentness of contentment contentment with life than people I've met living in rural Mexico who live in houses that are honestly the size of the recording studio that I'm in right now six people uh kids sleeping on wood on the ground a small bed you cook where you eat you know you don't make a lot of money <laughs> It's unimaginable for people who are privileged like us to win the birth lottery and, you know, be able to have so much at our feet. We have good income, even those of us who don't make as much as other people. Um, we need to learn how to appreciate where we are. This kind of relates to the value games that I walked everybody through in the values episode. Not everybody's fortunate to have what we have in Western society and the developed world. Yet, you have to be able to find contentment because none of those material things are guarantees. And I don't want to really get fully into materialism right now, but definitely talking about the balanced perspective, you can't think that material things are everything. You can't think that if you have something, that is going to make you happy. Or if you become something, then you're going to be happy. You have to find how to be content and how to love and appreciate where you are now. Um, moving on from this, I don't want to get overly off topic and I still want to stick on balance. Uh, fit people are a great example of balanced self-improvers. Here we are going back into fitness. Um, to become truly fit, you have to have a well-balanced diet uh, you have to get your proper nutrition, have a good schedule for exercise, working out, um, and be able to balance that amongst relationships or school or work. Um, and the most like fit and influencers on, say, Instagram who promote healthy living and look just unimaginably incredible, 
even those people, we have to realize, don't 24-7 eat boring food. I mean, you can make healthy food taste amazing, but that's not the point. The point is, is that you don't have to never, ever touch a chocolate bar again to achieve a high standard of fitness and maintain it. There's absolutely no avoidance of the fact that we as people crave things. Even the most fit and unhealthy people from time to time have unhealthy food. A chocolate bar or a few isn't bad. A couple of drinks every now and then doesn't ruin your body, but it's the excess and the lack of maintaining a proper balance where people go wrong. Here we go. Let's get into weighing things out. I want everybody to picture a weight scale. You got two sides to it. On top is a bar, and it sits on this post in the middle. And if you put too much weight on one side, it's going to tick over to that side too far. The goal is to kind of keep it mostly level. Think of unhealthy food as a heavyweight and healthy food as a lightweight. If you have unhealthy food and too much of it, boom, all of a sudden that scale shifts to one side and everything is in balance. It's improperly weighed. You have to add on lots of the healthy food and maintain that proper nutrition for it to be okay to have the unhealthy snack. To this day, I love sweet chili heat Doritos. I loved them five years ago. I love them now. I've definitely lost a lot of weight. I'm definitely more healthy now than I was five years ago. Yet, I still find ways to enjoy unhealthy food. How? Well, it goes back to kind of like partying. Priorities. I prioritize being healthy because not only is physical healthy, being physically healthy great to look in the mirror and be proud of yourself and feel confident physically, but it's also good for the mind. Being healthy is so good for your brain and your mental well-being. Um, so I used to like eat three family-sized sweet chili heat Dorito bags in a single sitting on a weekend. I could just binge eat anything because it's so good. I mean, with the way food is made now, it's made for us to get addicted. It's really sad. Um, but I would just stuff my face because that short-term satisfaction was all I was thinking about. I can't exactly pinpoint where my mindset changed, but now I still love my Doritos just as much as I did before. But I've been more in tune with my body and I'm listening to my inner self more, more. And I'm realizing that when I go through those binge eating sessions, I feel lethargic. I know that what I'm putting in my body isn't making me work at my best. So it's not that I avoid unhealthy things. I just don't do it in the level that I was doing it before. Healthy food won't kill you every now and then. This is where moderation, my dad's quote, comes in. Everything in moderation is key. It's when you constantly eat the unhealthy things where you put your body at risk, where you gain weight that you didn't want to gain, and where that short-term enjoyment turns into long-term pain. And then you're unhealth unhappy because you've self-indulged without thinking about it. Self-indulgement is so hard not to do, truthfully, because in the short term, self-indulging feels great. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with treating yourself or having fun. 
It's just when it becomes unbalanced that it becomes unhealthy. And this doesn't only go for, you know, food. It goes for a lot of other things too, um, such as partying, spending money, traveling. In the short term, you may gain some satisfaction. Uh, You gain friends, you gain memories, you have a good time. However, the majority of people who practice self-indulgement so do so endlessly and they do so on such a consistent basis with any without any thought or usefulness or purpose behind it and then people question why is it Tristan part can party and have a good time but he doesn't spend as much as me it's because Tristan is prior wow I'm talking in the third person it's because I just put my priorities in different places. It's not that I don't engage in the fun and that I don't indulge in myself and treat myself. It's just I've found a more healthy balance. We all need fun in our lives. We need to shake things up. Spice is so good and important. I find food is boring without spice. I find life is boring without spice. You know, you surround yourself with good people. You live, you laugh, you love, whatever you find enjoyment in. Don't let your fun times get in the way of your priorities and work hard on your priorities, but don't let your priorities get in the way of enjoying life and having fun. You know, your mindset on things should be balanced. The way you treat your body should be balanced. How you manage your time should be balanced. Even your opinions. I am a huge advocate for free thinking. I think free thinking is important. I think we are far too biased in the world. I mean, a lot of our ignorance is very innocent. And in the upcoming season, we're really going to dive into this. Um, But balance is so essential in life. And for free thinking and for being more introspective, moderation is where we are going to find bliss. A poem by my, uh, not by my grandmother, but a poem that my grandmother bought me once uh, in this beautiful frame and showed me. It was written by Rudyard Kipling, and it summarizes how we don't need to run away from the world, we don't need to run away from happiness, but merely find a balance in how we approach circumstances in our lives to be our most powerful selves. And I'm going to read you this poem right now. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired of waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to, broken, and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss, and lose and start again at your beginnings, and never breathe a word of your losses. 
if you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute, with sixty seconds worth of distance run. Yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. I love that poem so much, and I'm probably going to read it again after I'm finished doing this recording. Um, it's just, it's so well put together, and I think it touches on so many things I really strongly believe in. Lines like, keep your head held high when others around you are losing theirs. Everyone in life is constantly complaining, and truly it's all mindset. Um, there's one picture I know I always see on Instagram, and there's three men, and they all have them, um, two of them are with umbrellas and they're feeling pretty down about being in the rain and then there's one guy who is walking and he doesn't have an umbrella yet he has a smile on your face it definitely shows us that mindset is very powerful and some people hate the rain but yet some people find the beauty in it our perspectives are strong and guide how we perceive things so sometimes you need to think of things in a new light and not give way to the complaints of others, but, you know, seek enjoyment in things. And it, like we talked about before, seeking enjoyment in life, even if you're not feeling fully fulfilled. I always ask myself, how is it people worse off than I can find such strength in their circumstances? Where does the motivation and the perseverance derive from? I really do believe it's just how they picture their situation. We can see problems as blows, or we can see them as barriers in front of us, levels we must overcome and step beyond to keep going. Balance and perspective means looking at all angles of a story as well. Furthermore about the poem, I want to dig into a couple other lines here. Um, To be a spotlight amongst a crowd, but not lose inner virtue. This is very important. To walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. Um, One thing that really broke my heart um, growing up and being a young actor was seeing some people that I knew and respected very much almost change when they started, you know, becoming more popular. They perceived their fame as a change to themselves when truly their inner self should always be the same no matter how high or low you are. I'm a big believer in the fact that no person is above another person, that equally as people, we are all one of the same level. And of course, you know, kings, rich people are above in the material world. But when it comes to virtues and values, I 100% know for a fact that those things don't make them better people. It's it's what's on the inside. That's why it's so important that we can never lose the common touch with ourselves. Um, let's look at some other lines I have written down here. Um, I really did touch well on materialism. 
Um, and I think I touched a little bit on the importance of aspirations. Dreaming is important, but just like the poem says, if you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, to take risk, fail, and not complain of failure, but take it as a lesson, meeting triumph and disaster with the same strong will. I genuinely try to live by the words of these poems because I believe in dreaming and aiming for better, but I don't want to make the dreams my master. I want to appreciate where I am now and think about what I can do to develop myself to become a better me without making those thoughts my sole aim. I want to be the best and feel the best with who I am now. I want to take risks and I want to do things and I have to understand that there's sometimes I'm going to fail at things. Sometimes you triumph, you are successful, and you step up a level on the steps of life. But when you get in trouble, when you get hit with something, with a problem, treating triumph and disaster as two of the same things means seeing them as both stairs that you're trying to surmount. If you fail at something, you use that as a step to learn from your mistakes and move on. When you triumph at something, of course, you're walking up a stair, you feel better, you're going up. Um, you just have to appreciate while you aspire and also think freely and think balanced. Uh, keep everything in, mo in a moderate mindset. And I think if we do this, we can all truly come to love who we are and how we are in the now. Um, this has been a really great talk. Uh, I think I've touched on a lot of great things. I hope you guys enjoyed that poem, and uh, I hope your thoughts were provoked.